Maybe you could talk to Doc. He could give you some tips on being a real man. <laughs> and he goes, and he goes, what is that supposed to mean? And I'm like, yeah, what is that supposed to mean? That means fucking contest. <laughs> yeah, Only contest. way to solve this. Absolutely fucking contest. I, I just <laughs> so wanted a flash cut to, oh, okay. That's why they say it's a man in a boat. He's at the front of the boat. I was just like, where the fuck? <laughs> what does that even mean? It's a bad metaphor. All right, now... <laughs> Clean this mango and I'll let you go. <laughs> God awful movies. Movie. Movie. Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema because Rod Rosenstein hasn't opined on our job performance yet. I'm your host, Noah Illusions, and sitting to my immediate left is my good friend, Heath Enright. Heath, welcome back. Thanks, Noah. You know what I love? Your chicken parm hot pockets. I don't <laughs> say it enough. I appreciate those. And that's going to pay off in about 90 minutes. Yeah, so. about 90 minutes. It'll all make sense. Go Buckle back to in. the intro. <laughs> It's called a tease. It's not a call forward. It's a tease. And sitting 81 miles to my right is my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir? I'm pretty fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder why. Um, So clue everybody in on why uh, Eli is doing so fantastic. If you would, Heath, what are we going to be breaking down today? We watched Heaven Bound. It's the story of a husband and wife who become burglars and a wealthy Christian man who they target for a heist. And all three of these people learn a valuable lesson about the meaning of life from a charming food enthusiast ninja. Very exciting movie. (laughs) I think he's going to have a lot of positive shit to say here. Um, Eli, how bad was this movie? Well, if you love wacky caper comedies, but you miss the serious commentary on the ravages of Alzheimer's and... You think animal abuse is funny, you will love this movie. It's it's Tower of Babel heist. (laughs) Well, okay. Now, I I feel like we need to address this issue up front. This is a Christian comedy that is, from time to time, funny. (laughs) I mean, like, here and there, their jokes actually land, and that's kind of of like a weird experience where, like, I know where the joke was, because I laughed. Very confusing. I didn't know how to handle that <laughs> shit. I mean, now I, I, I should I should put that in context. Like compared to what we watch, right? This is good for like a made-for-TV movie comedy, right? This yeah. is not good for like a in the theaters you just paid to watch this movie comedy. But compared to what we watch, this was downright fucking hilarious. So a, a couple little uh, nuggets of trivia that Eli was able to dig up about this movie before we started. Um, apparently, this film was shot in 18 days. <laughs> like all great movies. <laughs> Seems like they took a couple off in there somewhere. Like, really? You used all 18 of those days? Come on. Um, also, this is the cinematic debut of Jamie Costa, the Vine Star guys. The Vine Star, who <laughs> is an impressionist on Vine. Oh, and God. does no impressions in this movie. It does. <laughs> I kept waiting for him to be like, oh, it's me, Robert De Niro. But he's just like, here's your pizza. All right. Yeah. So I was in a movie. It's pretty much his it. whole bit. Also, of course, and this movie uh, stars uh, or co-stars or comic reliefs via one Tory Martin, who regular listeners will know as the 
radio DJ from the resurrection of Gavin Stone, mm-hmm. um, whose physical appearance we spent, I believe, 22 minutes on uh, when we did that one. Yeah, right the back. ghost of Christmas present, the yeah. human Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's in this movie. And uh, quite frankly, I hope to see more of his filmography. I noticed that he has a an announced project called Christian Movie, and the description is a wacky comedy about a high school football team trying to win their first championship before the rapture. Oh, so stealing our good. ideas, man! Stealing our yeah, ideas. right, motherfuckers. <laughs> now, is there anything you guys want to nominate this one for being the best at being the worst at? Yeah, definitely. Um, best worst. Well, really, just best mini episode of god-awful movies within the movie it's amazing at one point they watch a kirk cameron movie that we reviewed and they just go over the top sarcastically praising this guy like oh my god kirk cameron is such a fucking great christian i want his values inside of it's the best I'm going to go with best worst pizza delivery service. Uh, I don't want to spoil it, but the pizza delivery service in this movie <laughs> is worth a film all on its own. <laughs> all on its own. Yeah, no Robert De Niro impressions or anything. It's terrible. All right. Well, I guess it's only so long before Eli's physical appearance notes on Tory Martin crush the table they're sitting on. So we're going to keep the break brief. And when we come back, we'll survey all the wacky antics that are heaven bound does this ever happen to you well it did now because i was talking about listening to an audio format that relies on a visual cue for the listener to know what the fuck they're talking about so it has happened to you so why not try god-awful movies live do you love god-awful movies Do you at least love spending time with it? Well, then, boy, do we have a deal for you. The God Awful Movies crew is packing their bags this summer for live shows in New York City, Seattle, Salt Lake City, and more. And you can be there to see all the action live. How much would you pay? $1 million? $2 million? Almost certainly not. But there's more. You'll hear the same show you know and love, but you'll also get sight gags, lighting, wardrobing, And that weird experience of watching Heath's voice come out of the wrong-looking head. But don't answer yet, because I didn't ask a question. You'll also get gesticulations, facial expressions, and the ability to hear what Eli says before Noah gets to edit it. You can even join the crew for a behind-the-scenes viewing of the film the night before for the low, low price of a more expensive ticket. But don't wait. Seats are limited, and they will sell out quickly. So be sure to check the show notes for this episode or check our Facebook page or Twitter feed for more details and see god-awful movies live in a city that'll be near you by the time you get close to the venue god awful movies live it's better than drugs i feel like being honest with him is just going to be the best hey guys uh, oh, oh hey heath hey how you, how you doing how's it going you guys ready to record yeah almost uh heath there's something we need to tell you i don't want a bath you always do this no, no it's it's not that uh, this time, it's it's about the movie. Oh, okay. Well, what about it? Well, this week's movie has you in it. What do you mean has me in it? That yeah, yeah. There's the, the, there's a character named Moochie, and I'm I'm pretty sure it's just coincidence. But uh, he's he's got red hair. He unironically nunchucks. He spends most of the movie eating or thinking about eating. Come on, guys. I, I don't think that like... Just, he, 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 he went to high school with an armed robber. All right, call Andrew. We already did. 
You can't just fucking do this. To, like a man's identity is his own thing. You can't I, I, steal. I, I know, buddy. It's not. I know. It stole my chucks. <laughs> There's a dog in this movie that's Eli, too. <laughs> There's a dog in this movie. <laughs> and we're back for the breakdown, and we're going to start this movie off with a horrifyingly prosaic vision of the good life. Ooh. Also, hey, production logos, those are for pussies. This movie right? was made by no one. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Went from 26 production logos last week to nothing. Just wake up with the fucking mattress commercial people here. And we see in this opening credits, this is supposed to be them like in their happy life. And so we see them like getting ready for breakfast and getting out of bed and all this kind of stuff. And it is... It is sickening. I'm saying if at the end of this sequence, this couple had gotten law-abiding citizened, I'd be okay with it. I'd be yeah. okay with it. <laughs> is morning person a real thing? I fucking hate them so much. I'm, is a, that... I'm a morning person. God. I mean, you don't notice that because I fall asleep at 5.30 a.m. And, and wake up at, at does 11 it, Does that count so. then? But no, but, but, when I, but, but, but no, I do my best stuff in the morning. I'm just never awake for it. I, but I so am you a, don't do your best stuff. I am so a morning like, person, though. Like, if I like happen... real cheery and perky at when you wake up is what you're telling us. Well, no, if I woke up in the morning, you would see the cheer. That's the thing is I sleep through my only cheery, perky moment. And that's why I'm kind of an asshole all the time. Heath, tomorrow, wake Noah up at like... Yeah, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump on your bed and see what happens. See how cheery you are at nine. I hear he'll be full of mirth. <laughs> I love that nine is the earliest he's willing to commit to that. So yeah, basically we made a painfully white family. Like if you stare directly into this family, you will burn your corneas white. Um, but I will say like the music was pretty good. Yeah. And it was shot mm -hmm. like a movie. Again, after Don't Touch If You Ain't Prayed, the fact that the camera was able to pan and they were able to put words <laughs> on the screen without having someone hide behind a counter and lift a cardboard sign, I was like, miracle of miracles. Yeah, right. <laughs> Holy shit. And what's funny is like one of the first notes I wrote is on, on the star of this movie, who will, I'm going to go ahead and tell you his name now, Ted. We learned that at about minute 106. But uh, it, it, Ted, I wrote like, man, this guy shouldn't have his looks documented for posterity and then I saw the other people in this movie and I'm like yeah no Ted's a pretty good looking guy <laughs> oh, and there is one moment in this opening scene where we, we cut to a family photo and it is of the couple the Ted and the wife whose name I don't remember and their son who is a lawyer who we will meet at the very very end of this movie and Mochi who is her younger brother but it basically looks like a family photo and then one child who was like a curse like they were walking by an all you can eat buffet and they bumped into a gypsy and she was just like Ooh, and they were like eh what's the worst that could happen Mochi. so yeah so that's the morning scene and then we also we have to get this scene like where uh, Ted is is heading to work and he he's at the bagel shop and the the big fat kid in front of him doesn't have enough money so he helps the kid out. <laughs> it's the he kid buys from Pequod's Pizza. Oh <laughs> 100%. God. I have oh God, it is. He buys baby Heath a muffin. <laughs> and he, like a gentleman and a scholar, takes that opportunity to grab that child and harm him. Just like, well, yeah, I bought you a muffin, didn't I? Yeah. I get to touch yeah. you now. Yeah. Well, can we do away with me. tousling the hair of children? Just, oh, just no, nobody do it. <laughs> nobody do Let's it. Start doing it to the elderly. 
It's pretty fucking creepy. Yeah, exactly. Um, but of course, through this whole thing, he's all like Joel Osteen fucking Cialis commercial smiles throughout. And he shows up at work where apparently he works for a company that sells gluten-free organic dog food. I hate this character so much. <laughs> I already hate him. Yeah. First of all, don't feed your dog a diet that's for people. Like, just... That's, also, gluten-free organic is not for people. That's for right. hippies. It's a different right. thing. Right. Unless you have celiac disease, in which case... Well, you know, yeah, in that case. Dogs, it's, yeah, it's, exactly. But still but organic. You can still handle so. carbon to hydrogen or not. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Your dog doesn't have celiac disease. It's a whole thing. I, I don't want to talk there about it. All food has that. It's, a, all, it's, it's fine. <laughs> but, but, but to be fair, but to be fair, the movie is making fun of that, right? The yeah. movie is recognizing that as stupid. It's not like, I mean, we deal with a lot of people who would actually buy that. So, like, kudos to this movie for rec recognizing that that's, you know, a goofy thing. Also, by the way, I want to point out that not only does this guy work for the organic gluten-free dog food company, but he's in charge of writing annoying jingles for their commercials. This is the perfect movie villain, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so he, but he also appears to be in charge of carrying the mascot, which I I think is the head of a cult. Now, I don't want to spoil anything here, but... <laughs> Throughout the rest of the movie, people take the health and well-being of this dog way, way more seriously than they should. Even if he's like the most popular dog food mascot, you get a feeling that in this particular town, they have a like cult of the rising sun. They're like Mr. Mitski was going to give out Kool-Aid at some point <laughs> should the events of this movie not have taken place. Yeah, and Mr. Mitski, by the way, is the name of the dog. the dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I and I point that out because they refer to Mr. Mitski several times at the beginning of the movie as as though that was like his boss, but no, 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 that's the dog. So the chauffeur is sick that normally drives the dog around, so he has to take the dog to the opening of the puppy theme park, <laughs> and he doesn't want to do this because the dog is a spoiled brat. The dog doesn't demonstrate that, though. The dog just gets hurt several times. Like, he's <laughs> smashing it into fans and whamming it into elevators and slapping it into doors. And, like, look, I, I know I'm a little oversensitive. I'm a dog owner, blah, blah, blah. But, like, six oh-no-I-hurt-the-dog jokes in a row, I was like, all right, someone here really thinks hurting dogs is funny. Like, it's always like, oh. Oh no, woofles. And then it's like, well, okay, now now you're just getting pleasure out of a dog's pain. <laughs> I feel like you're being sensitive though, because they made fun of the dog for ordering drinks at 64 degrees Fahrenheit exactly. And that was something you find completely normal. He's a gluten-free dog with a special diet and a temperature preference. I'm just saying, hurting him is funny. Do you carry a thermometer? How do you test them at that? I watch and make sure that they push the button. <laughs> on the machine and if they don't push it I ask for a remake it's pretty simple yeah. so so anyway I'm so sorry. Back are you bad at your job making a beverage <laughs> so, you're just endearing yourself to all of our uh, barista listeners right now absolutely so yeah so we accidentally banned on SoundCloud <laughs> <laughs> you guys are gonna make it no you are though you are um, so yeah, so he accidentally fucking closes the dog in the elevator and drops him off at the vivisection clinic or whatever. But eventually he ends up in the, in the parking lot and 
there's a he's got the dog and he's got the dog's food and he's got the dog's water and all of this stuff in his arms and there's a lady that needs help putting trees in her car can but before we get to this can we talk about the guy in the elevator oh my, oh my god how, am I, how did i miss that how did i yes there's a guy in the elevator that wants to fuck the dog and the, absolutely wants to fuck the dog definitely wants to fuck he eats dog food that's the that's how he introduces himself as a character he's like yeah it's you know it's gluten-free organic so you know Clearly eats dog food. I mean, begging strips are delicious. Like pepperoni. Have you ever, I don't know if you guys have ever had that. It's really good, but still. Like the wet food in the can, that's weird. Yeah, no, no, that is, that is pretty weird. We can agree on the last half of that sentence. (laughs) No, the treats, but the bacon eat treat, but yeah. yeah. I mean, and they're going for wacky comedy here, obviously, but that's a bizarre place to go for wacky comedy. The guy's like, oh, I love that dog and his dog food. I mean, I don't have a dog. I eat it myself. Teehee. Can I put my finger in it somewhere? Yeah, there, are, there are several moments throughout this movie where they're very clearly going for wacky comedy, but in a genre that's entirely inappropriate. Like he pulls up, is that Ralphie the rapist? I'm always a raping. <laughs> it's like, I, I know you're going for comedy, but the subject matter is weird. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, the elevator guy literally he grabs a lock of the dog's hair and smells it. Like he's clearly gonna go home, eat dog food, and fuck a hair doll shaped like a dog. That's this entire character's thing. Yeah, yeah. no, he's 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 finally got the pubes for his doll. Yeah, apparently. Um, no, I wouldn't I w- use that for the pube. That that'd be like a weird pick. <laughs> I mean, no, I like pay attention to the details. But- <laughs> Fine. So yeah, so we meet this bizarre human in the in the elevator that wants to fuck the dog, and he gets out of the elevator, and this is where he shows up in the parking lot, and there's a lady trying to put a tree in her car who needs help. And I want to say, if you are in charge of a dog and the elderly need help, dogs come first. Dogs come (laughs) first. Dogs might live another 12, 13 years. Never going to happen with the elderly, especially if they're stupid enough to try and load a fucking tree in their car. I was yelling at my TV this entire time, just like, leave her. This is evolution. Let natural things take your car. She'll slam her hand in the door. She'll starve to death. It's fine. She's already bred. It's too late for natural selection to to have an effect here. Um, So, yeah. So, but he goes to help the old lady. Jesus. That's no longer natural selection, Eli. That's selection. Breeding of humans. I've been emailing with Ray Comfort, and I'm pretty sure we're on the same page. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm going to be the, the lone eugenics holdout on this show you pretty are. soon. Um, <laughs> Get on board. Oh, You're going to be the lone eugenics holdout in I'm, atheism pretty soon. <laughs> I feel like I'm the lone person trying to review this movie at the moment. So yeah, so he say what you the- will about the tenets of National Socialism. God, that's a quote um, from a movie. If you're not familiar, it's from the Big Lebowski. Um, anyway, yeah. So so he goes to help this old lady, and while he does, he puts the dog on top of the car. And then forgets that he's up there when he pulls away. You know, like you've done with a drink before, but not a dog because you're not a callous and evil human being that probably deserves everything he gets in this movie and then some. Right. So the dog it, dies. Yeah, in case you don't see where we're going, he kills the dog. Like, right away, like, like fucking the guys who made Independence Day understood you could kill towns full of humans, you can't kill the fucking dog. Right away, this movie kills the dog. Yeah. 
Learn from Opening Will Smith's scene. mistakes. Exactly. And Mitt Romney's. Yeah, right. <laughs> and Governor Huckabee's son's mistakes. I would I would have <laughs> and Josh Duggar. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Google that. Governor Huckabee's so... son killed a dog at camp and he got fired for it because he's a fucking psycho. <laughs> and he tried to cover it up and everyone remembers. And now you know that. You already knew that. <laughs> All right. So we cut to six months later. Um, our our hero is waking up. Ted's waking up. He's having a nightmare about that time he murdered that dog six months ago. And their mornings are no longer musical montages of happiness and joy. There's no blowing kisses like there was in the beginning of this movie. Now they're this movie's weird vision of poor. Yep. And like many Christian movies, their version of poor is living in a giant mansion with a boat jet skis and two cars which they have not yet been able to sell but <laughs> their power has been shut off what not even yet just the water at this yeah, point right mm -hmm. and they like they've been paying for cable tv he watches tv a <laughs> second does, later yes. but they can't pay for the water he can't get online for your tv but yeah that's how poverty works in this universe they still have this gigantic fucking house, but they lack water. <laughs> like, train spotting wasn't about like eBay auctions going too slow to pay for your heroin addiction. <laughs> so stupid. Fine. Jesus. No one has sniped this, so I guess I'll do ass to ass. No, come on. <laughs> Room full of Andrew's classmates. Just, yeah, fine. <laughs> and maybe Andrew. Like, not now. But like Covington and Burling, yeah. Andrew? Like, yeah, doesn't <laughs> You never know. All right. So, yeah. So he turns on his TV because they've got no water, but they've got cable. And wouldn't you know it, today they're having the Mr. Mitski telethon about that dog that got killed six months ago. Yep. And it's benefiting dogs who have a rough life. Nice. Rough. Nice. Let's pause and appreciate <laughs> this play on words. I love. I really hope they keep going with the dog puns in this movie. They Very don't. exciting. Oh, they don't. They they don't know. And there's this weird moment of humor where he says, "I know that Mr. Mitski is looking down on us from heaven," and she goes, "Well, no, Mr. Mitski was a well-known atheist." So <laughs> yeah, he's a his Bertrand Russell Terrier. <laughs> <Zing>. <laughs> Mr. Mitski just like debating and winning against William Lane Craig. Now, yeah, this is no, what I can I see that. Arr, 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 arr. Yeah, barking <laughs> is actually better than yeah, what William than Lane the Craig says. So. argument, yes. <laughs> Fair. It's true. Um, yeah, but, but, I, but I was thinking like we had already established that this was Eli but a dog. Um, so yeah, he was a well-known atheist and uh, he died young. So they really kind of just stole his personality for this movie too. Please don't um, make a video. <laughs> but I, I will say, <laughs> I will say though um, that that atheist line that was the first time the movie made me laugh, and it wasn't the last. There was one other. <laughs> so way to go, comedy. So okay, so now we check in on the wife. Uh, this six months later, and she's sad. She's 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 crying about the dog thing. Mm -hmm. Apparently, yeah. Also, this is where he gets the phone call from his son, and it's like, yeah, you know, I'm having a lot of trouble paying to keep you in law school. You know, I'm like, oh, that's poverty for you. You can barely pay for the seventh year of your son's law school. 
Son, I don't, I don't know that we're going to be able to help you pay for your last year of college degree. <laughs> this is just like The Wire. This is like basically season eight of The Wire. What we're looking through right now, and it spends this movie spends so much time on this. Like I get the like, wah, wah, they're unhappy. And if it had been this one scene, I'd be like, all right, yeah, okay, moving the plot forward. But we will spend a solid twenty five minutes on just miserable people doing comedy weeping but like comedy weeping is based on timing and when someone cries for more than a minute you're just like ah that's uncomfortable okay <laughs> done now and see nope <laughs> nope and see nope see <laughs> <Scene. laughs> so yeah so she heads off to work and then he cries too because you know Comedy crying is, comes in twos. We Comedy should, comes in twos. That's what they say, right? We should try that. Just like 30 minutes into every show, we just all cry for a minute. <laughs> see how it goes? We'll try I mean, That's how I feel about the skeptocrat. I, feel... <laughs> I don't want to do this show anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's gotten so easy, but so hard. So yeah, okay. So now we head to the to to the house of Drake. This is where we're going to meet Doc, uh, and we're going to meet him via a door to door evangelist on a bicycle with a Got Jesus T shirt on. Right, and he also lives in a mansion. And I wrote in my notes at this point: Are we going to learn that this person is also poor with their giant mansion at the end of a <laughs> field of trees? But no, no, it's a uh, it's the Vine Star slash Jesus Evangelizer. Oh, is that who the... Yeah, oh. this is the Vine Star. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I thought he was the pizza delivery guy. Okay. <laughs> wow. This guy who does even less in the movie. Holy shit. Okay. So, yeah. So, he shows up and uh, apparently he's supposed to be like a super evangelist. You know, we get the speed cuts of him pulling his Bible out of his fanny pack and everything. And he shows up to convert this old man. And the way he does that is he says, if you were to die today, do you know where you would spend eternity? And I, now my response usually is, of the two of us, I feel like you're worried about the wrong one dying today, bro. Um, <laughs> you're so close to being inside my house. It would be easy to drag you in here. And then legally speaking, as I understand. Anyway, so yeah. But the old man, at least for all, like there's no reason to believe otherwise, just decides to fuck with this guy for the rest of the day. <laughs> Yeah, so for like good. hours. He's like, ooh, what a good question. Why don't you come in? And we all have some version of, oh, he's going to murder this kid written in our notes. <laughs> because that is the only reason to fake pretend to think about this question is you're just waiting for them to sit in the chair where you can push a button and they're automatically strapped into it. Honestly, though, I thought this was a great response to preaching. Just like delay and fuck. Like from now on, when a preacher shows up, the game is how long can I keep it going? <laughs> and just like bring him in, like that'll be fun. Yeah, because I mean, they they give the impression that until he answers this question, this guy's not allowed to leave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. If that's a fucking stay. rule, I'm I'm so happy I that really we now know that. That's a rule. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Like the Zazzle customer support, like how they have a no hang up policy <laughs> exactly. as long as you don't swear at them. That's true, by the way. Oh, you can Jesus. talk to them for as long as you're endearing like, yourself as to all of our Zazzle employees, too. Yeah. Oh, I'm telling you, that is, you can spend hours on Zazzle. <laughs> I can and have just been like, so what do you think of the first Star Wars movie? <laughs> <laughs> you don't swear they can't hang up. 
<laughs> just start reciting the Quran. <laughs> Could you? Right, I'm going on a picnic, though? and I'm bringing. I'll, I'll ask you about the shoes in a second, but I'm going on a picnic, and I'm bringing a technical support rep who's not allowed to hang out. <laughs> So, yeah, so the the old guy invites the evangelist in and they have lemonade and he just sits there the whole time considering this question of, you know, if I die today, just going, hmm, hmm, hmm. And I, again, it plays like this guy's just fucking with him, in which case this is hilarious. But as the movie will have us believe, he really is considering that question. Well, is he? Because at yeah. the end of the conversation, <laughs> he goes... Oh, no, I'm saved. I, I've always been saved. I'm fine. And he's like, well, then why was I sitting here? And he was like, because fuck you. That's why. Bye. And like, <laughs> never, we're never, we know that he was kind of messing with the kid, but we never know what the sort of purpose of it was. Well, and he should have had at least some kind of clue that maybe this guy was Christian, seeing as how his house was all decked out for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that should have tipped you off. And then the, the, the rich guy starts just like picking stuff up naming the price of it and throwing it up in the air mm -hmm. and the crazy uh, vine guys just catching them. That's like the whole action of this scene. It's really, I feel like they were just like, all right, we're gonna let you write one scene. And he was like, all right, I just do all my dives. <laughs> and like, all right. What the fuck is it? You know, my dives. I just, I keep catching stuff. What's your job, man? I'm a five second movie star. Okay. Well, can you do more than five seconds? <laughs> no. I don't follow. I don't mm -hmm. follow what. Not at all. <laughs> dives. I'm well, going to dive. What do you do on the sixth second? Because I shit myself the moment you're like, <laughs> ah! <laughs> and, and the point here is the old guy's supposed to be realizing that like material wealth is useless. So he's like, look at this face. And by the way, these are supposed to be huge numbers, but it is very depressing. He's like, look at this priceless face, $500. And I'm like, woof. <laughs> <laughs> Really? 500, huh? And he's like, yeah, $500. We live in the part of the country where that money is a lot. Whoops. Stupid. Should have gone to bloomthat.com. Yeah. And caramels, idiot. Yeah, they, there was definitely a lack of candy in this house, as we learn later. Hashtag yeah, so ad. That Hashtag ad. <laughs> I don't know. We have to do that. We got a very scary email. <laughs> That's how we did. We're not the fire festival. There's no Very, festival. The most threatening email I've ever seen with a hashtag in it. Yes. <laughs> so. That must be nice. <laughs> Tw tweet about Gamergate, Heath. Go ahead. Just throw one up there. Eli doesn't know what that's like. Yeah. So, okay. So now we cut back to the, uh, to the male lead, to the uh, dog killer guy. Um, and he's getting a pizza delivered. Again, this is this movie's of a uh, vision of poverty. Isn't that you can't afford to like have your food delivered. It's that you have to do it with a Ziploc bag full of change. Yeah. And this is where we get to the incredible pizza delivery service. So we will learn that this is actually <laughs> standard, but this is called pretty good pizza. And they go, here's your pizza. It's pretty good. <laughs> and the idea of an honest Pizza delivery service is my everything. Just Amazing. like, hey, how's it going? I drove here high. Like I didn't start as high as I finished. Here's your pizza. I had a slice. It's meh. <laughs> 
So yeah, ask me so how he, much this costs our company. No, lower, <laughs> lower. Imagine you could cut a penny into tiny pieces. That's about my hint for you. It's about thirty percent of the cost of the food, or is, of the cost of the pieces, is the food cost. Um, yeah, well, I, I had shit drugs. jobs. <laughs> I had shit jobs too. No specific detail you had at the ready. Yeah, and, and that's why I was a drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I didn't say I had multiple jobs. <laughs> I had more than one. So, yeah, so they get their pizza. And All three of us were not drug dealers. That is not true. <laughs> not at the same time, no. That is not um, how you get into podcasts. We should deal drugs together. Come on. God, how much would people love it if they could get our drugs from us? I mean, you too. They could Probably get not me. our drugs from us. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> Can we Patreon go a big pack of cocaine? Is that no, allowed? Patreon. Wow, that's a great idea. Because Patreon's already probably a pyramid scheme, so we could just add no, drug dealing to it. <laughs> so is the Fed. This, oh God, Jesus! Now you'll find out about those hashtags. Gold fringe <laughs> on the flags. So, yeah. So then we cut back to the old guy who is a. a Apparently still fucking with the evangelist dude. Hours later. Yeah. Hours later. And, yeah. and this is where he confesses to the young man for the first time that his wife, who's dead, was way more awesome than him because she was a missionary and he was just a stupid doctor without borders. And like, Clef Pallet, Clef Schmallet, she was the one giving out <laughs> Bronze Age books on murdering witches. Yeah, <laughs> right. And this is when the evangelist guy says, wait a minute, you're already a Christian? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I've, I've been a Christian since I was a kid. And he's like, ah, oh, fuck. You man. literally just walked past a Christmas tree. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, right? Give me a fucking break. But yeah, yeah. So, but, but what I took from this scene is that this is a lonely old man that wanted somebody to talk to. Um, cause then, cause then the kid goes to leave and he's like, wait, wait, I can go with you. I can help you evangelize. And he's like, no, I don't want you around. And I'm just like, don't be an asshole, man. I think I, I want to hang out. Don't hang but, out with the elderly. Don't do it. Encourage them. <laughs> Encourage them to not die. To, yeah, exactly. They give Jesus. me big bottles of pills for a reason. No, I will not apologize for this. You should use their health savings accounts and they'd be fine. I think you're right. Exactly. <laughs> they all have pre-existing conditions. <laughs> I think you're just jealous of those of us who are going to make it to a ripe old age. I think that's what it is. Hey, what is it? Like a 95% chance my life insurance company is right? I'm fine. Smell <laughs> toast. You understand statistics like a human. I'm picking Eli and Celebrity Death Pool next year. <laughs> First off the board. Oh, I want my own page of the Atheist Yearbook. Just me with my hands on my chin. What are, you, what are you worth? 70 points this year? I'm totally Ooh. picking you. Nice. Yeah. So <laughs> now we uh we got to the doctor's office uh where this doctor works and apparently the wife, Josie, Ted's wife is her his assistant. But they're still desperately poor. Like can't turn their lights on, can't have water, can't eat more than one meal a day. Poor. Right, right, yeah. They're just about eating dog food themselves. But yes, she works as a assistant in a doctor's office. She apparently has done that for years and years. Um, also, this is where we meet Victoria Jackson. <laughs> she has a little cameo in here. She's not irrelevant. She's still in direct-to-YouTube releases in 2017, y'all. Who is that? She's the star of those CPAC things. 
<laughs> the really good comedian they get at tea parties. She was events. on uh, Saturday Night Live when I was a kid. So, ah. yeah, we, she, she did Weekend Update. She would stand on her head and do fucking poetry. Did she do poetry. Weekend Update? I don't remember yeah. Weekend Update. Well, yeah, she she was like she wasn't part, the, part of it. She yeah, wasn't the anchor. Was Dennis Miller with it back then. Remember but, when yeah. SNL was just four high pseudo celebrities and John. George Carlin, John Belushi. George Carlin, George Carlin was, was not. He hosted he, the yeah, first he, one. Yeah, he hosted yeah. the first one. Yeah. yeah. He was all coked out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know who the yeah, musical really, guest oh, was Remember when those episode? guys were on drugs? Are you telling me? When, <laughs> remember when the Saturday Night Live cast was on drugs back in the day? Keenan is straight edge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. He probably does a lot of drugs. Because <laughs> that's what I would do. So... <laughs> And he's a lot like Eli. Um, so, yeah. So, Victoria Jackson is here. She's a patient, and she has lost her sense of smell. She has <laughs> weird fat disease. And she's, she's, she's quite tore up about it because she's a scented candle maker, and that's super sad. And they play that <laughs> for comedy for nine minutes. Oh, man. And she's just, it's also, they work in weird Republican jokes to this. She's like, why not take my sight? Why not take my hearing? That way I wouldn't have to watch Chris Matthews. Huh? Good shot at Chris <laughs> Matthews. This movie will be peppered with quote unquote Republican humor. There'll be a shot at Obama later and just general like wank wank like my truck don't run humor and this is the first of those jokes where you were like uh -huh, christian movie i get it they're trying yeah. to be funny adorable <laughs> yeah yeah so while vjax is going for it like just 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 fucking laying nuggets of comedy gold as she's screaming that she lost her sense of smells like like nicholas cage losing his sense of yelling and screaming it's so weird <laughs> So, and while she's doing that, the doctor explains to to the wife, the Josie, that he had an epiphany last night, and he's going to sell all of his stuff and start a Christian horse riding camp for inner city rural kids. Because if yes. there's anything inner city, inner rural. city rural kids need, it's the ability to ride a horse. That'll pretty much solve the problems. For those inner, yeah. So, yeah, exactly. And during this conversation, he says, you know, I got all this stuff sitting at the house. It's worth the fortune. My wife's jewelry alone's worth half a million dollars. And she gets the heisty eye at that point. Plot established. Absolutely. All right. So now <laughs> we're going to cut back to Ted, who's back at that same bagel shop. And now he doesn't have enough money to buy his muffin. What, go to the supermarket. What the fuck? If you're poor, you're buying $7 coffee at Starbucks? Go fuck yourself. If my <laughs> wife had HIV and we had $3 left, I would spend it on a peppermint mocha. Can you hear me? A peppermint mocha. I get you, Ted. I get you. It's the little things. I hope it comes with real milk when that happens. You oh, how dare you? Too that would soon. be awesome. Too so far. yeah, so he can't he can't buy his muffin, but wouldn't you know it, that fat kid from Pequod's shows up and, and buys him his muffin, and then everyone starts barking at him. Yeah, because the entire town loved that dog, and they're gonna like lynch him right here in the coffee shop. Yeah, yes. To the sound of them barking. And <laughs> really weird. 
I mean, I get what they're going for here. You know, oh, it's so funny. He's the pariah and everybody hates him and everything. It's just like, but yeah, but is everyone also in a cult together that <laughs> just meets at this coffee shop? Because everyone is wearing a dog bone pin or hair beret. So again, like everyone is simultaneously mourning this dog six months after it has died. And yeah. that's like three and a half years ago in dog dying. <laughs> yeah, right. Fucking relax. So, okay, so meanwhile, back at home, she gets there. He's grilling dinner, and that's another one of their great humor points. Because they don't have power anymore, he has to grill <laughs> the hungry man dinners on the grill outside. Get it? Because they're yeah. poor. Because this movie needed at least 12% more of this couple just hating the fuck out of each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just hating the... And again, like, again, short-term... I get that that's comedy, but this is a solid half of the movie is just like, I hate you. I <laughs> fucking hate you. Yeah, no, we go I a good 30 you. minutes with that before they finally get to like, oh, because the marriage is. Yeah, right. It, oh, God, Jesus. Everything was too long in this movie. This is where we learn about her minute of crying every morning, too. Yeah. Uh -huh. I wanted them to bond over that. Just like, I cry. For a minute, every I do that too. I cry for the minute. So much in common. Let's have weepy sex together every morning let's, for a minute. Do it at the same time. No, it's fine. Okay, you, you go. You go at seven thirty. Let's alternate right. and be fun. <laughs> uh, so they're sitting there enjoying their hungry man dinner, and she says, "Like I have a plan to make all our money problems go away." And I wanted him so badly to be like, "Finally, okay." So I think blowing should be forty because like nobody jumps. <laughs> But then we do around the world for a hundred. Cause like, look, you can get the money out of the ATM and you're paying for sex. It's not like you're on a fucking, but what, what, sorry. What did you have? In mind? What did you, what oh, were you saying? <laughs> and she's like, no, I want to rob a dying man. And he's like, ah, well, but he can't you go first from now on when we both have an idea. Just, you always go first. <laughs> so yeah, but he can't take a fucking hint. Cause she's like my boss is going to die soon, doesn't have anyone to leave his stuff to, and his wife had half a million dollars of of jewelry. And he's like, so I could get a job polishing it? What I, it, it, For like you know, for several minutes, she's like, no, because if what if something should happen to his jewelry? Oh, what, what like an earthquake? No, no, just... Yeah, what if someone were to steal it, we could catch them and get a reward. What the fuck is the matter with you? <laughs> I don't know. I was really just good at killing dogs. <laughs> Should have been around in the 1700s. I feel like I could have made a much better living at it then. So yeah, and then and then were they killing dogs back then? A lot more. Was often that a job now. when you were a kid? <laughs> it was a job in the 1800s. Dog kill. Well, dog torturer to death was was a job back then. 1800s more than 1700s. What the fuck? So. Yeah, what, yeah, how did that come about? You can't just throw that out, Mary, and be like, all right, <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's finish reviewing this movie. Who was like, we need a guy for this? Wait, because, a I'm oh, tired Jesus of Christ. all the freelance dog I'll, I'll tell you what, wait, look for an upcoming uh, episode of a citation needed to explain that one, because it would be way too much of a diversion right now. But yeah, no, that was a job. All right, just um, live your life knowing Jesus. that used to be a job. <laughs> so yeah, At exactly. some point. Everyone gathered together in a lot of towns and was like, all right, we need a guy for this. This has got to be, Dave, you're the best at it. I don't want to. I just do it as a hobby. I feel like if I do it for work, it'll take the magic away. Now there's a job for explaining this process also. Yeah, exactly. 150 years later. 
We created it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. All right. So yeah, so she recommends Robin the boss. Um, and he's he gets uh in on the deal eventually or whatever. Um, and then all of a sudden there's a bizarre human there. <laughs> Moochie! <laughs> I need a minute on Moochie. <laughs> This imagine the Hawaiian punch logo got gout. <laughs> I had Kim Davis with a beard. He's very Kim Davis <laughs> with a beard. He's he's the craziest. I mean, I already used human Christmas tree, and that's pretty much as great as I'm ever gonna do. He's the craziest looking human I've ever seen. And and I wanna say he makes it worse. Like, look, if you're a big fatty fat fat, maybe not a head of shoulder length red hair, right? Maybe you get <laughs> People haircut so that you don't look like the Muppet from Muppet Christmas Carol that played okay. the ghost of Christmas present. You know what I'm saying? Like there are Some things... people buzz it all the way down and studies show that's attractive, actually. <laughs> so just saying. Yeah. I mean, think of a color reverse Santa, right? The beard is red, but the face is white. But also <laughs> trying. Imagine if uneaten pizza crust in the couch had a spirit human. This would be it. Spirit human. <laughs> So, you know, Kevin Smith at his biggest, imagine if Dwight Schrute ate him. <laughs> he talks like that, too. He does talk a lot like Dwight. He looks like all seven dwarves, like, touched fingers and said a magic word at the same time. <laughs> <Just like Gastruba. laughs> There's Moochie. Like, halfway between Rain Wilson and Rebel Wilson. Like, right in the middle. Right in the middle. Oh, God. Yeah. Holy shit, this human. Um, so yeah, so it, all of a sudden he's on the couch and wants in on the caper. Yep. And they don't want to let him, but he gives them his puppy eyes and his puppy eyes are the most disturbing thing ever. Honestly, ladies, <laughs> download a MP3 file of this guy giving puppy eyes and just hold it up if you're ever assaulted. You will kill a dick <laughs> faster than a chemical castration. Okay. This... Honestly, I could get a poster of this on my wall and never be robbed again. <laughs> Wears it a t-shirt and walk through the fields of Detroit just ending Crip and Blood dominance. So, <laughs> that's a stupid joke. There's no people in Detroit. You have people to have get gangs of people. Get now it. he's on the eugenics board. We got him, everybody. <laughs> got awful genetics starting next week. Oh, See, God. I told you, only nine episodes left. The 101 episode is God Awful Races. This week's episode, <laughs> what race will we be breaking down today? <laughs> we watched Chinese people. Well, if you love people who are always yelling, you know, <laughs> but you hate being able to tell people apart, you will love this race. Thanks, Noah. You know what race I hate? <laughs> God, yeah, this really is going to be the last episode. I mean, not on purpose, <laughs> but iTunes will see to that. Holy shit. I, There's another scene after this one. Guys, let's do this next scene. Holy shit. I'm Carl the Pug of Pegacorn. Let's talk about IQ scores. More pizza delivery here. Uh, then the movie happens. 
So now the old guy gets a pizza from the same pretty good pizza guy. And Jesus Christ, it's so hard to wind down now. Um, <laughs> and he tries to evangelize to the pizza guy. And the pizza guy, luckily, reacts exactly the way all of us did when we had delivery jobs, which is just like, nah. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> not. It, it, yeah, I know. I get you're giving me a good tip here. But if I was really worried about the money, I wouldn't be doing this, would I? <laughs> I just want a job where I can smoke weed. He offers him, this is real, $100 to come in and watch a Billy Graham video. And the guy's just like, no. Nah. Nah. No. <laughs> that's not. So accepting bribes is a pathway to heaven. That's your theology. And he's like, ah. mm, that's not that's very good. No. Do you have a podcast? Yeah, a couple of years. Give me a minute. <laughs> Well, this is where I started to believe that the pizza guy was truly the hero of the story. Because, like, he's like, oh, you know, this some twerp in a Jesus Save shirt already got to me. And he's like, oh, did he gets all my best customers? And he's like, yeah, he gave me this. And he pulls out a chick track. And I'm thinking to myself, God, where is this hellhole that I must, like, take my own life should I ever find myself en route to it, right? Where you can't get from your, your pizza place to your fucking delivery without being evangelized to twice. Are they in Valdosta, Georgia? Where They're in Tennessee, right? I, so yeah. close? No, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so the pizza guy leaves and then we got like the the husband and wife and, the, and Moochie, the, who is her brother, I guess, showing up. <laughs> to do the heist. I wanted the bike guy to start harassing the robber family right here. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. If you get executed well, tonight. By what would you do if you died tonight? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're dressed like robbers and Moochie is dressed like thug life Batman. <laughs> he, he, he looks like the podcast Fat Man on Batman came to life. Again, Kevin Smith, he's all dressed up like Batman. He's huge. He's wearing these ridiculously big basketball shorts that are down to his. He looks like Eli wearing my shorts. He does. Yeah, he does. I um, which I have them. back now. <laughs> I will reclaim them. Rightfully mine. Or poison his girlfriend. One you, of those you act like you know where those shorts are. You just seem so confident that you are in possession of them now. <gasps> um, so at any rate, so moving it on. It begins. <laughs> So the uh, so they show up to get into this guy's house and they have this like weird like they're obviously trying to make Moochie into the goofball character. So they have this desperate effort to make this trip from their car to the front door funny. Yeah, it's not, though. Like, again, this is the wacky comedy part that just really drags in this movie. He's like, I brought lockpicks. Wacky. I brought nunchucks. Wacky. Yeah, and they get he they get in and his shoes are squeaky and I'm like, oh wow, that's a new bit, the squeaky shoes joke. But he can't take them <laughs> off because his feet are stinky. Oh, stinky foot jokes, even more original. Humor when you can't talk about stuff that matters. <laughs> right. I wanted this to keep going until he's naked. Just like, dude, your shirt is making the violin plucking noise every time you. <laughs> I did not want that to happen at all. I want that to happen. <laughs> I'm very it's curious all, about Moochie's penis. Big is beautiful. Also, I, I want to say, okay, so their plan here to, to rob this guy was, you know, I, we'll wait until night where you'll be taking his sleeping pills and then we'll break in. She works at the thing that he works at and her husband has no job. 
right? Like when she when 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 she could verify that he was out of his home for hours at a time seems like the time for the robbery. I am to robbery as Heath is to rape. Apparently, I, th- I thought this through a little more than the than the movie did. Oh, we should rob um, people if podcasting ever goes wrong. I'll be the moochie. You can be the Noah, and Heath will be the other moochie. We have two moochies. <laughs> like this is why they got rid of the analogies on the SATs. I don't really. Think. <laughs> so not really valuable to anybody. I took those. <laughs> so did I. They let anybody take them. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I it, yeah, but it sucks now because they like they changed the maximum score, so my score sounds stupid now. You know, it used to sound good, but now it doesn't <laughs> sound good anymore. Um, so yeah, so they they have a long bunch of fat guy has nunchucks jokes. Mm-hmm. Also, he steals some toilet paper because this old guy has really good toilet paper. Oh, so triple ply cottonell that is the best. That is that That's is good, good toilet paper. Yeah, yeah exactly. At, at this point, I just have written in my notes: Christian comedy is way worse than Christian rape apology. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, right. Because they're they're doing this whole bit where like, oh, did that? They made a little bit of a noise. Was that too loud? Nope, nope, that wasn't too loud. Oh, they made another noise. So this culminates in this like, oh, he's standing over the piano. Oh, he's got the nunchucks, nunchucks, piano, nunchucks, piano. And then he falls down and knocks something over. It's just like, what were you setting up with himself in the vase? He knocks over a gong. It starts a bowling ball rolling. That wakes up a dubstep DJ who like turns on system all that. It's so good. But yeah, they set up something and then it totally doesn't play out because he's got the nunchucks and the piano. It's like he walks over to this giant stack of glasses and then he's just like, just started all the wars. I'm sorry, I don't know why. <laughs> I feel like it should have had to I do with the glasses. Woke him up. Damn. <laughs> so, yeah, right. So the doctor wakes up, the security system kicks in. Now he's got this. He's 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 remembering a time he walked up to a stack of glasses and said that, and this is killing him. He agreed so, with me. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so the security system kicks in. Now they will sort of explain this later, but apparently this guy has one of those security systems that locks you in with the burglars. Yeah, mm-hmm. also known as a kidnapping system. <laughs> That's the other <laughs> Not thing. Exactly security. No, yeah, exactly. Like I said, they do at least make an effort to go back and explain why this is later in the movie. But not like that 40 well. minutes later. Yeah. Now we just have a kidnapping house. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And the, we see the old guy like watching on the cameras from upstairs and he goes, he says to himself, hold on a second. This here's a salvation pinata and I'm going to break one of you open. That's such a weird thing to say, isn't it? Like said, said the good guy in this movie. He's, yeah. Is he going to lynch these people? I, like, <laughs> strange hang fruit. You a tree and Fucking hit weird. you with a stick until you love Jesus. Yeah. And, and look, there are plenty of scenes like this that make perfect fucking sense if this is a dark comedy, right? Like if this guy tries to kill them or or, or like the if the joke is that they've been kidnapped by this horrible old man and they're not sure what he's going to do. A lot of this movie suddenly makes sense. It's not that. No. The vast amount of this movie is that it is a wise and generous decision to kidnap people and trap them in your home and force them to love Jesus and change religions. That is that is a positive message of this movie. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Exactly. That is the positive. That is the affirmative message of this film. Yeah. So anyway, so now they're trying to find a way to sneak out. So they they wander down into the basement. Where wouldn't you know it, this guy has 
60 trillion karate trophies. And look, yeah. I, I can't promise you much, but there is no human less dangerous than a human with lots of karate trophies. <laughs> on, oh, man. There is nothing, unless, unless the only thing that karate trophies do is give you the ability to throw a karate trophy at another person. <laughs> <laughs> and they're generally pretty weak. They'd break apart pretty easy. <laughs> I was really hoping the doctor was going to do one of those like karate dad demo things. Like, all right, give me a wrist. Okay, see how I'm controlling your wrist now? I'm dominating you because you handed me a wrist. All right, throw a punch. Throw a Can't punch. Do it. First go, first go. No. Hup, and then I'll go. And then you. Then you go I mean, like three inches in front of my face. Is my 11 year old nephew just got his black belt. You know, sounds so like, like a legitimate not, uh, dojo there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Really so, hard dojo. So. One of those very impressive <laughs> feats. There are three real martial arts and they all make you act real gay. So <laughs> Wait, it's not what? one of those. It's three real martial arts. No you to explain that. There is no butt fucking martial art, Eli. You've been lied there, to. Absolutely. You watch Brazilian <laughs> Jiu-Jitsu for 12 seconds and tell me a dick doesn't occasionally go into a butt. You are a liar. <laughs> okay, but not in a gay way. I think you're. <laughs> That's exactly. It's an amazing Jesus, way. Dude. What the hell? Also, by the way, in this scene, we get one one more of those like Republican jokes. They're like they're down there, and he sees them on their security camera, and he's got a PA system, and he's yelling at him. He's like, you know, stop robbing me. They're like, oh, we're not robbing you. We're just redistributing your wealth. Gong. Zing. <laughs> like, just put all your political stuff together and get it out of the way here. Like taxation is theft. Christianity's good. Chris Matthews is stupid. Just like put <laughs> Pinochet was great for Chile. Like, yeah. <laughs> get it all out. Yeah. So the doctor comes down to where they are and, you know, he, he's like, all right, y'all, we're going to have to have a tug. Now take off these here masks of yours. And the fat guy, Moochie, sneaks up on him. Now, You'd think Moochie would take out the nunchucks here. He kind of doesn't and instead just runs up on him. And of course, like th they keep focusing on the 8 million karate trophy. So you're like, oh, the old guy's going to kick his ass. But no, the old guy just kind of moves out of the way and pushes him. Sort of right. uh, <laughs> like the, 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 like the lamest. Like imagine if the fucking Power Rangers fight was that they went and go, got the principal. You know, I think oh, like, that's God. the setup. <laughs> Would I love Power Rangers if all the villains were Moochie? Yes, I would. <laughs> I don't think we need the Zord. He seems like heart disease is going to do it. <laughs> you sure you don't want to put that? Yeah, I feel like involving a robot tiger in this would be unfair. Why don't we just jog to the top of a hill? <laughs> that did it. So, yeah, so he throws Moochie around. <laughs> and, and he goes, I'm just redistributing your health, Zing. I am John Galt. Like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> it doesn't even make we sense. We should redistribute health. Obvious. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it doesn't even make sense unless you're making sense with it, which is not what this movie intended to do. Yeah. Jesus right. Christ would literally want us to redistribute health. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, he pretty much. It's like yeah, the whole book. That's well, not parts. really. Yeah, right, right. Exactly. The few good parts. It's the whole book uh, that the, you pretend exists. It's the one yeah, you well, pretend. Right. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Everything you cherry pick agrees with me. But, Fuck you. Right. <laughs> so so he orders him upstairs to go have some tea with him. This is where we get the second instance of this hilarious quirk that Moochie's character likes to take things out of things when he's nervous. <laughs> Can't wait to see that again. What again. a character. <laughs> really wanted the doctor to be like, oh, me too. Snatch his eye out. 
See, I'm funny. If I was fat, that'd be even funnier, right? Right? Do something fat again. <laughs> Fatty. Uh, I just had a pretty f- major flashback to high school. <laughs> so, a lot of stage directions like that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And now, what outfit are you... I don't know. I kind of ran out of outfits, guys. I was just... It was just going to be my dick, so. <laughs> Y'all want to well, see my dick? Whatever, so, he, br- he brings a change of clothes and yeah. some eating utensils. There's nothing funny about, like, sweating, emergency meals. These are real things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and I'm sure he's going for bearded Hormel loaf. So <laughs> they're all sitting around having tea, and the old guy turns to him and he goes, if y'all died tonight, do you know where you'd go? And of course, like the guys at the table consider this a death threat. Now, I would react in the same way, death threat or no, even if I knew it was evangelism. Yeah. <laughs> Which, again, they react normally. And he's like, no, 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 no. I was just wanting to change your religion. And they're like, oh, you sure it can't be the cool. murder thing? I, <laughs> I kind of would. <laughs> or just flip that sentence from now on. Can't, you use it? Just saying, can't, would you go to heaven? Can't yeah? Moochie yeah. just have a key hidden in him and you hand me a butcher knife, please? <laughs> <laughs> please? So, yeah, no, instead, it's even worse. They decide to have Christmas together. So they go Ugh. to his Christmas room. Oh, terrifying. <laughs> yeah, again, if this is a dark comedy about an insane person that like is going to kill them at the end of this, this makes perfect sense. Yeah, it's enormous nativity. You know what's a great reason for taxing rich people? Enormous nativity rooms yeah, and for, mansions. Oh, my God. Yeah, boy, do they make a good argument for that in this movie. Um. So, yeah, so he comes in and he's like, uh, I think we should all listen to the story of Christmas. And Ted goes, I think we've all heard the story of Christmas. And he goes, well, why don't you tell it to us now? You can use my action figures. <laughs> I mean, I'm the scenes. same person in this movie. <laughs> I have action figures for Joseph and Mary at the ready in July. <laughs> I'm the protagonist. <laughs> so, no, but I will say like the, the bit where they have him telling the story again actually made me laugh out loud. That was the second and last time I think that the movie managed that. Yeah, he starts doing Rapunzel. He doesn't know what to do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I wrote in my notes, I'm like, damn it, Eli, stop picking good movies. And then I wrote, oh, my God, this is how bad it is. This is good to me now. Right. Yeah. Like all the movies are going to be good now. I'm going to be going like I got, I feel like you guys <laughs> are not really giving loving the bad man a chance. You know, there was some, <laughs> some like like when you think about it, like as far as cinematography go, sticky is hard to pull off. And they managed that. <laughs> yeah. On a scale one. from one to I cried at Fast and the Furious eight. This job has changed my life. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so at threat of going to jail, he reads the Christmas story out of the Bible instead. And then the old guy gives them all pictures of him and his wife. And isn't that a weird threat? Like, I'm going to imprison you here for the next four days. Don't make me call the cops. Isn't that? Aren't you? <laughs> so, who, which of us has broken more well, laws now? Th- yeah, that's the thing is that this movie seems to be completely unaware of the fact that kidnapping people for Jesus is also illegal. More yeah. so even than unarmed burglary. Yeah, this movie and my favorite porns are unaware of the order of importance of crime. <laughs> <laughs> well, you stole that shirt. 
<laughs> Someone really got that joke, and a bunch of people are like, I don't understand. Eli says the weirdest <laughs> stuff on this show, but the guy who gets the joke, you get it. I get it, yeah. Get it. It's not a girl. And, it's and a now <laughs> And now it's time to have Easter, apparently. So they go to his Easter room. I will, I feel like a Valentine's Day sex dungeon should be next if we're going from Christmas. Really? Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like, tell the story of St. Valentine with these fuck dolls now. <laughs> <laughs> they should have had to drop off in the bar for a, for a St. Patty's Day room. Yeah. No, that, that would have made sense. Whatever. So <laughs> now banish these real snakes I have in this other room. <laughs> you guys are unbelievable. So I've been I've been accused of that often. Irish recently. people have it tough. Whatever. <laughs> need not apply. Do I need to remind you of how hard it was for us? We look different in the 1700s. Yeah. Liberal. So <laughs> you were all a bunch so, of dog torturers just traveling but, to the United States, <laughs> hoping to make a living in the 1700s, 1800s. I think it was the yeah 18. Um, yeah, so, okay, so, but on their way to the Easter room, there's a ring on the doorbell, and it's the police stopping in because he's rich and white. Yeah, they're like, ah, oh, some, some people have said that, uh, this, we need a scene where I'm here. How's everything going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the actual excuse is he's just like, yeah, I was driving by and I saw your lights were on, so I decided to check up on you. I figured, you know, the people in the inner city part of town were going to, be doing fine I, I but you with the lights at 11 <laughs> while he is talking to the cops like moochie and the wife hide down below and he has to hide like in this weird fire pole circle thing that's who above yeah who, who knows what this architecture is but they have a face making contest at each other and look I didn't laugh at a lot of this movie, but Moochie making faces made me weep with laughter. <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> I don't think this guy meant to be as funny as he was, but like, if this actor wants to call me and be like, hey man, I'll make faces on Skype for 80 bucks an hour, we have a customer. I'm just saying. <laughs> so yeah, so as they're doing that, the, the old guy runs the cops off, and this apparently for, this makes Ted mad. Now, not because he's like, why, you know, why didn't we tell the cops that we were being kidnapped and held against our will, but rather because he's like, what are you doing not turning us in for robbing you? Are you just messing with us? So this is the part where they order him into the closet, but it just so happens. It keeps escaping. Yeah, this, <laughs> this is the closet with all of those tricky trap doors in it. I wanted like the black lady have. from War Room to come out one time when he escapes, just like, <laughs> oh, sorry, wrong movie. Ba -ba 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 -da -ba. <laughs> he also has a secret stash of like random food and drinks in this secret closet, just so he can like casually walk out in a funny way, like chewing an apple all of a sudden yeah. and then got a judge glass him of for milk. that, Heath. You should judge him for that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Whatever. So yeah, so they Sometimes keep you have an entire cake or sizzling fajitas or a horn of plenty just sitting somewhere. And <laughs> so yeah, so they keep locking him in the closet, but he keeps getting out and tee hee hee. Once that scene's over, um, we can cut to the next morning where like apparently they've spent the night now and they wake up to Billy Graham videos. And I thought to myself, I started thinking to myself at this point, oh my God, 
in that opening scene where the dog died, actually he got into a wreck and died, and this has been hell the whole time. Oh. <laughs> but that's not where we're going. I'm just going to tell you in, in advance. No. Nope. So early in the morning, the doctor wakes up the wife, the Josie, and he says, uh, hey, put this on. This is my wife's old jacket. She's like, why? He's like, because I like you to look like dead people. Just wear it. <laughs> I said, oh, he's going to make her put on. He goes, we're going to go out to the barn. And I'm like, okay, he's going to make her put on his dead wife's clothes so he can make her fuck a horse. I get Finally, this movie makes sense. Well, Here we go. Okay, so like if you read this whole scene as him trying to get her to fuck the horse. And wear a skin mask. What? This <laughs> dick cream. This scene makes cream. makes complete fucking sense. So okay, so now we learned earlier in the movie that she had a bad experience on a horse and doesn't like horses, and 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 he basically calls her out for being a horse racist and wants her to like get on get back on that horse and try again. But again, if you look at this as him hinting very broadly that he wants her to fuck the horse, the scene's a lot more fun. He's like, oh. Iris, whose clothes you're wearing, loved horses. You get it? She loved horses. <laughs> Even physically. And, and physically they loved, loved her. And she's like, fine, I'll try riding it. And he's like, yeah, that too. That's fine. <laughs> Go for a little ride around the field. Fucking God damn it. And again, like if he was about to sew her to this horse, this would be a great scene. This would make perfect fucking sense. It plays like that. Were there a lot of people in the 1800s who would sew people to horses? I no, like I'm not aware of that. You gotta as, wait as, as for the episode. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, and, and, and of course, this is where he has to have that whole, like, you know, I realized I've wasted my whole life saving lives with my doctoring when I should have just been evangelizing Jesus. I did very much identify with the everyone loves your wife and just tolerates you conversation, though. And yeah. I home. <laughs> Yeah, no, I've, I've, I've had that experience. Most yeah. people didn't even notice I was there, and they were like, you work in radio, right? And I was like, yeah, kinda. It's like radio. Can I buy it? I mean, tech, we do a, sh it's like kick, it's like Kickstarter, but it, they get stuff for it. Don't people get stuff? I don't want to talk about it. It's Did you just time. lick my neck? <laughs> So, yeah, so once the movie is done explaining that doctors are a waste of time compared to people with Jesus pamphlets, we now go back to, well, no, I'm sorry. Now we get their little horse riding scene where they bond. Yeah, and this is where we get the, like, the rich have it hard talk that they have. And she's like, well, how hard can life be if you're rich? And he's like, describe your husband's dick for me. <laughs> for real because this movie definitely wants to make the argument of like it's not always easy being rich and I'm like in comparison to being poor like on aggregate do we think that the rich and the poor are really living the same life yeah I mean <laughs> well and the other thing too is that like it's a rich person turning to a more rich person going I don't know seems like money solves all the problems in the world yeah so I mean it does like, yeah, they, don't get me they wrong. do Pretty much. You know, my husband murdered a dog and has no money now and he sucks. And it was better before. Yeah. And that's true, by the way. That is true. I and mean, if you if you think it's not, you just, you just don't have enough money. Try having Diet. money. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Have no, a exactly. more money. Think of the thing that you think money can't buy. It absolutely can buy that. Yeah. No, that's just the thing people with money tell people without money so that they won't want their money quite as bad. Yeah. yeah. No, money definitely buys happiness. So, yeah, so... Patreon.com. <laughs> you can I'm buy us happy. some happiness. 
Um, yeah. Are you enjoying this episode? You pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Usually you wait until we're done recording to call you pieces of shit. We bought some liquid show. happiness. We bought some powdered happiness. We're having a good time. <laughs> I want to point out that I'm the only one here who's high today. Jesus. <laughs> so, so anyway, and of course we have to have the, the moment where like the husband wakes up inside and sees that the wife would like, you know, they're kidnapped. She's just out riding horses and stuff. And then the doctor comes in and, and, and she's all excited. And she's like, I rode a horse. I've always been afraid of horses. Now I can ride a horse. He's like, did you ride it to the police station to tell them we've been kidnapped? And we're supposed to be as an audience like, Oh, come on. Come she's on, like, well, no, she was- I'm, I'm his dead wife. We were doing a thing. I had a mask. <laughs> would have been kind of dick. <laughs> would have been rude to ruin his fantasy. He's, he hasn't been that hard in years, Ted. You're being a real, <laughs> being a real jerk about it. Well, and it's, the scene really plays that. Like, like she's like, I don't know. I kind of didn't feel like it would be so tingly to be kidnapped, but um, <laughs> kind of hoping I get spanked. Right, and and he's like, well, look. We, I need you to manipulate him to let him go. And she's like, I would never manipulate him. And it's like, weren't you willing to rob him of his dead wife's jewels <laughs> seven seconds ago? Yeah, but manipulation is that one was, thing. That Jesus. was before he started holding us hostage. So it's different yeah. now. In my, and, and, her, and her response, <laughs> by the way, is, well, maybe you could talk to Doc. He could give you some tips on being a real man. <laughs> and, he goes, wanted, and he goes, what is that supposed to mean? And I'm like, yeah, what is that supposed to mean? That means fucking contest. <laughs> fucking Only contest. way to solve this. Absolutely fucking contest. I, I just <laughs> so wanted a flash cut to... Oh, okay. That's why they say it's a man in a boat. He's at the front of the boat. I was just like, where the fuck? <laughs> what does that even mean? It's a bad metaphor. All right. Now, clean this mango and I'll let you go. Jesus. Jaw is tired. Well, don't use your jaw then. <laughs> move the whole body. Just move the whole, move the you neck. Ain't chewing gum. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of ways this movie. I feel like the deleted scenes in this movie were amazing. Got so yeah, so, in the butthole and <laughs> little jabs, bam, bam, bam. <laughs> I threw in some bad advice there at the end because I know we have some young listeners. For <laughs> some teenager to just jab his girlfriend in the butthole. <laughs> you killed it by pointing that out now, but yeah. Well, so you shouldn't have told him which of those pieces of advice were bad. That's, we can delete it. <laughs> they don't need to know. <laughs> so, of course, now the key here, though, is that this is where, like, uh, Ted has to have his I murdered Mr. Mitskin. It was all my fault. And I'm a loser moment where he has to, like, come to grips with how bad it's gotten. And Doc's going to help fix the marriage. Four words, crest of the labia. <laughs> <laughs> it's like money. It can create happiness. Yeah. Or do the jabbing so, thing. It's one of the two it's things. One. It's either what I said or the jabby thing. You have Get a 50 50 chance practice. of being able to try the second one. So now that we can all rest <laughs> knowing that Josie has overcome her fear of horses, I suppose the tension is relaxed enough for us to take a quick break. But first, let me give Act 3 the hard sell here. Will they return Moochie to the sea so they can swim with his family once more? Will the pizza delivery guy mow down the kid in the Jesus shirt in a fit of drunken rage? If you died today, do you know where you would go? Find out the answers to these questions and more when we return for the rest of the script conclusion of 
Heaven Bound. Honesty Pizza, how can I take your order? It's fine. Oh, oh okay. Um, I'd like to order uh, a large with pepperoni and olives and a medium plain pizza. Okay, great. That's a medium amount of empty calories and a tremendous amount of empty calories. And will you be coming to pick that up? Or are you so divorced from your ancestors that you need someone to literally bring it to your home to prevent you from walking? The, the second one? Great. Okay. What about some sugar? Would you like to reward yourself for eating a meal like a baby or a crazy person? Yeah, I guess that sounds good. Fantastic. Would you like cinnamon or chocolate flavored sugar? Chocolate, definitely. Great. Mm -hmm. And would you like to add liquid sugar to that? You have diet? Mm -hmm. We do have fake liquid sugar. Would you like too much to drink in one sitting or nearly a gallon? Again, the second one, I guess. Excellent. Great. So your total will be low enough to trap the poor into relying on this, and it should be there in as long as it takes three stone teenagers to make it and a drug dealer to drive it there. Okay. Hate honesty pizza. Really weird. <laughs> and we're back for more of this shit. We're going to start things off with Doc taking everybody downstairs to see his previously unthinkably large collection of Christian movies. <laughs> I just want to say his collection of Christian movies is smaller than if we owned all the ones we've watched on this show. Let's just so deal with that probably, truth. Probably we could, we could compete. Yeah. I mean, but there was a time when I would have seen this and I'd be like, there can't possibly be that many Christian movies, but now I know what they were willing to call a movie and there can <laughs> TVT and they make cases. that big joke about like they all have the word grace in them. Like, we, how many movies have we done with the word grace in them? A bunch. A yeah. bunch. Yeah. Well, grace but, kebab, grace stew. We've done several. Yeah, yeah. All holes filled with hard grace. I mean, but, but also <laughs> he's got, he's, what, he has his movies categorized by keyword. How, how is that possible? Like, cause he's, he's reading through them. And they don't all start with grace. I'm like, how is goodness gracious in grace instead of goodness? Come on, guys. Autobiographical. Oh. <laughs> But then the movie throws us a fucking bone. Just when we're starting to think, yeah, I don't know what we're going to talk. Then he says, if you can't watch this movie with a, with a dry eye, or if you can watch this movie with a dry eye, then you have no heart. And all of us wrote, oh, we have no heart. Because the movie in question <laughs> is fireproof. Fireproof. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, Fireproof's apparently the, the Brian song of Christian movies. Apparently! That's what they aspire to be, is Fireproof. <laughs> Jesus. Yep, so they watch Fireproof, and they're all crying at the end, like, but Kirk Cameron gave her that no-fags chicken. I just can't. <laughs> Fags do ruin chicken. Oh, God. It's just so beautiful. <laughs> she is his property. <laughs> oh my! Chick Fil A ad God. in that movie, by the way. Yeah, yeah, and they and it translates to this one. Yep. So, so they all watch Fireproof together. They all get weepy over it, and then we get this bizarre Jesus fun montage where even this movie has to admit, no, nah, this all looks pretty fucking boring. Doesn't it? it's pretty awful. Yep. Board uh, games. They about play Jesus. the. Uh, they play the heaven-bound board game, which I googled, and is real. Well, not what they're playing there. There is a board game called Heaven-bound, but it's like a biblical trivia game. Uh -huh. So, like, the game they're playing there is not real, unfortunately. Otherwise, we would have been probably doing a god-awful board games episode. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was like a shoots and ladders thing, like a Calvinist board game. Just like, ah, oh, motherfucker. <laughs> I have no control over this. Oh. 
<laughs> yeah, and so and and like this whole montage, like it's it's them playing Christian board games and reading Christian books and talking scripture, and this is the point in which like the movie becomes self-aware. Yeah. <laughs> and starts beating us to some of our own jokes. Uh, honestly, like any minute I was expecting to hear like bingo. And I look over and Moochie's on my couch with a Christian movie bingo card. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> All right. Did yeah. you bring food? You're damn right. I brought food. <laughs> All right, Moochie. New cast member. <laughs> Let's chuck. Let's chuck, bro. She's going to crawl out of the screen at the end and hit me in the face with jingly keys. Smoochie. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so they sing some songs and color some Jesus coloring books together. Um, and then they wrap up the uh, the montage by admitting that a board game based on salvation would be really, really stupid. And then Ted gets the idea that since it's a Christian movie and being saved is just pretending maybe they should pretend to be saved and then he'll let them go. And I love how they have to like talk this out in the movie, right? Like that's an idea they have to have and describe to <laughs> yeah. us. Trust me. I already have my planned fake salvation for when Noah dies and me and Heath have to do our Christian podcast. It's not that hard. <laughs> it is not that. Oh yeah. You're all going to keep listening when the diatribe is me whining about Dave Rubin. No, no, I'm going to the other side. Motherfuckers. <laughs> Sorry, my financials. No, no, no. Nice try. <laughs> we all know who the glue is. No one wants to listen to a podcast with me. Oh, I want to listen to a podcast <laughs> with you. Yeah, that's why there is one. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. So, yeah. So so the, he goes to Moochie and he's like, okay, Moochie, you have to pretend to be saved so that, uh, you know, so because, you know, at this point they would trust Moochie with this uh part of the plan apparently so he gives him a chick track and he goes you'll memorize this and and come back and and and, and pretend to be saved now that you know what being saved is supposed to look like and this is where i could no longer ignore the fact that moochie is heath right because like <laughs> he comes in and there's a sandwich there and it's a pretty good looking it sandwich. looks amazing it really it looks really good <laughs> it looked like a good sandwich and he gets excited about that sandwich in a way that i've only seen Animals and Heath get excited about yeah. food. Cartoons, <laughs> animals, and Heath. Yes, cartoon the, characters also. Yes. React the same way. You wave it around and there's a steam of smoke that he just follows, <laughs> floats along behind it. So That's how we're getting him to Seattle. We're just putting a sandwich on a plane. <laughs> so... So Moochie eats a, a pickle and pretends to choke and has to get Heimlich. And then he pretends he was in hell for nine seconds. Now, there's a way to make this brilliant comedy, right? Like if they just followed along with the nine seconds in hell chick track and that was the story that they tried to enact from this point on, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> and it starts hilarious until he starts trying to make it funny. Yeah. Nine, nine seconds of eternal damnation is like, sounds like fun, actually. You just get to like check it out and then leave. It would be warm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm always cold. And then again, we get the uh, Republican joke slipped in here at the end. It's like Lady Gaga was the music and the view was always on. And it's like, dude, have you seen your TV and have you heard your music? <laughs> I mean, we're watching one of your movies now. <laughs> Don't take shots. For fuck's sake. Don't take shots yeah, at exactly. our music. <laughs> <laughs> right. Don't pretend yeah, exactly. you assholes don't like our fucking music. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's that's all we've got. So yeah, so the but but the, but he gets too crazy with his hell description. So the doctor figures him out and gets all mad because he thinks they're making fun of him. Yeah, the doctor knows he's faking. He's like, you would have mentioned the guy with stained glass face if you were really there. You would have seen him in nine seconds. How many zeros were there? You were trying to pull a spear out of yourself or something when you woke up. I've seen this. I have all the Christian movies downstairs. So she runs off to apologize to their kidnapper for not being nice enough in their plan to get free. Yes. Yeah, so he gets all pissy with him, and he's like, y'all, I've been super nice about this here kidnapping. I've got you on security tapes I could have gave to the police at any time, but I didn't. You guys are ingrateful hostages. This is ridiculous. Right? <laughs> all I ask to imprison you for a nice long weekend. Got tapes of everything. Yeah, again, he doesn't understand that kidnapping three people is worse than, like, a single B&E, again, with no weapons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, doesn't work that way. Um, so he storms off and then Ted goes, we need to find those security tapes or we'll never be free. And Moochie's like, can I eat my sandwich first? And everybody's like, no. I'm like, why? What the fuck? Let him eat Wouldn't the sandwich. He's hungry. He's a big guy. It's already he's, made. It's going to just now. It's so stupid. You can eat a sandwich you, while you walk. You That's don't just make a goddamn sandwich and leave it there for extra sandwich. time. It's, it's going to get soggy if the pickle's next to it. Yeah, right. The bread. Anyway. So Moochie doesn't get a sandwich. They they head out to find the tapes, and this is where they come across the teddy bear room that this elderly gentleman also has. Yep. <laughs> Terrifying. Well, there's lots of perfectly normal adults of legal consenting age you have rooms full of bears. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, you don't know. As a you man who's with any of them is um, decorated in pug posters <laughs> and statues, like... I don't think I ever get to judge anyone whose collection doesn't involve dead animals. So, yeah. yeah. I think so, it's weird. So, <laughs> so that, that, so Moochie and Ted get into a bear fight, obviously. Which looks yeah. fun as fuck. I would love to get in a bear fight. No, it does. it does. Yeah. I would not bear fight Noah. Noah would throw too hard. You could just tell he's a hard thrower. He'd hit you and pretend he was hitting you with a bear. But it would just be <laughs> <laughs> or he'd surprise you and show up in a furry costume and you're just like, oh, okay. No, I'd I get hit it. you. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, Eli's got me figured out. Um, yeah, but this is also where they figure out that the jewels they were there to rob were in the bear the whole time. Oh. So... He steals some of the jewels. Not all of them, though. He's, he doesn't want to steal his half million dollars worth of jewelry. He just wants to steal this necklace from Zales uh, with the chocolate diamonds. It looks nice. Yeah, these jewels Love could it. not look less worth $500,000. Like <laughs> costume jewelry. There's like plastic skeletons hanging off them. <laughs> that tinsel? No. <laughs> no. No. It's not as diamonds. String diamonds. Yeah. So, and meanwhile, while they're doing this, Doc and Josie are looking over old photographs so that we can have this great little racist moment. Yeah! Wow! <laughs> why like, oh, was this... Why would you keep... He's like, I don't remember his name. Wambutu, Gambuku, something black and gross. And she's like, it says John. And he's like, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> they all look the same to me. Barack Hussein podcast. something. I don't know if I can remember. <laughs> should listen to this new podcast. Starts at episode 101. They really get into it. 
guarantee there was a conversation with standards and practices. Like you, you can't say they all look the same. That's can we offensive. imply it? They all sound the same in name. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Didn't sound the same. Thing. Cool. Yes. Nailed it. So okay. So while they're doing that upstairs, Ted threatens to kill Moochie, throws him against the wall, and this is when they find the secret room that leads to the other secret room that has the security cameras in it. Uh, and I just want to point out, he's got a sweet painting of a horse in his surveillance room. Oh, does he? I didn't. Yeah, it's the best. Notice. It's like a velvet <laughs> Elvis against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> so now that they found the security room, of course, the first thing to do is to watch his home movies with it. <laughs> I was so was excited. Else... I wanted sex tapes so bad. <laughs> right. I wanted sex tapes, uh... too. Just her riding him around in a full gimp suit, just me. He walks in. Well, this is awkward now. <laughs> I was hoping for Alzheimer porn because that's, I mean, like, just like re explaining. Yeah, see, I've fucked you before. It looks like this. Here's how we do it. Don't get mad when we do it again. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was hoping for, too. Yeah. And of course, Moochie, while, while Ted's watching the, uh, the home movies, Moochie goes back for his fucking sandwich finally. But he gets distracted by lasagna in the fridge. He has to get mayo. Fuck mayo. Whatever. Use butter, mustard, oil, and vinegar. I was on board with this movie until the mayo thing. What the fuck <laughs> is with people in mayo? Mayo's delicious. It's, it's flavorless. It's no. There's no. It's not, not flavorless. It's salty and fatty. You, it's you gross. like butter, but not mayo. Oh, you're wrong. Butter's Miracle Whip is the devil. Butter's Miracle so Whip much is better. the worst. Miracle Whip's also gross. Yes. Miracle Whip is okay. <laughs> oh, you're wrong now. This is why you punch like during like a, a pillow fight. Because your like blood that. is made out of Miracle Whip. <laughs> this is exclusively mayonnaise. We had we were giving mayonnaise and the poor kept spoiling it. So we we're like, here, here the poor. Here's a mayonnaise that won't spoil. Keep it forever. Oil and vinegar on a sandwich. That's all you, you need. You're you want fine. Wet you need that it more moist. A wet sandwich. Or don't put, yeah, put it butter or mustard. That it, You don't need mayo. Like, you don't put mustard butter. and mayo on a sandwich. What the hell is wrong with you people? I don't get this. It's just diluting the mustard mayo. at that point. It's all schwazzy. <laughs> so you're Gross. adding a, a fatty, salty texture to it. <laughs> butter. So now that we've got that out of the Jesus. way. Let's get back to these. I quit the show. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, hopefully we'll have Alzheimer's by the end of this and we can uh, we can convince him he never said that. Okay, so yeah. Speaking of Alzheimer's, <laughs> see, I twisted it all back into the movie. This was all part of the plan. It's in the script. Um, speaking of Alzheimer's, he's watching what are clearly like videos that this old man made for his Alzheimer's wife. And... It's kind of touching because the, the guy that plays the old guy is actually a pretty decent actor. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's this weird, very sudden change of tone in this movie where we just talk about like the real crippling tragedy of Alzheimer's. Yeah. It's pretty brutal. And, yeah. And, and, and he's like talking about like, yeah, it was hard towards the end. And I wanted her so badly to be like, hey, you know what would have cured your wife's Alzheimer's? Science. <laughs> not they're, religion I'll tell you what you find the part in the bible where they're really really working on the cure for Alzheimer's and I'll show you nine clinical trials in process right now being held up by people who think fetal tissue is magic uh, where, where, did, where were they get a silly idea like that yeah yeah exactly but that but but so the doc shows up while he's watching these and he has this whole like conversation where like, oh, this is where I learned what was truly important. It wasn't all that work I did doctoring other people back to health. It was the time I spent with my wife and my Jesus. 
Um, and, and this is where Ted has like, you know, his I have to learn to believe in myself moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this ends with the doctor saying, like, I really I'd give anything to watch the last week of my wife dying again. Yeah, That's, I would like to. <laughs> was that really, was weird. Like, oh, during the last week, she just screamed and begged for death. But I would trade it all to make her sad again. I feel like I don't understand <laughs> what happened. I want to, to just pop in a DVD of that. Like, oh, there it is. Last week. You can watch <laughs> it again. Yeah, no. Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> oh, such oh. good times. And you just watch them watching the sex DVD <laughs> of them. <laughs> no, see, look, 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 look. Remember we were fucking? No, yeah, that's no. us. You're freaking out. So, <laughs> so Doc and Ted come downstairs and Moochie has found some lasagna in the fridge that he's eating. This is Alzheimer's lasagna. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is all Mayo's fault. I hate Mayo so much. <laughs> so apparently when his wife was like really uh, towards the end there, she kept making lasagna, not realizing that she'd already made lasagna. And Doc just kept it all in his freezer for years and years now. And Moochie ate it and he's super upset about that. Yeah. I just wrote like, man, that's a really nice kitchen. <laughs> I wrote, that's nice his kitchen. wife's lasagna. He was going to fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so Moochie storms off to apologize to Doc leaving Josie and Ted in the kitchen together and this is because he just had his like you know what really matters moment with Doc upstairs this is where he has to start going like hey you know I really like your chicken parmesan thing I said before made sense yeah yeah, and and really, I mean, honestly, like if they'd fucked in the kitchen, this scene would have made sense. Yep. Anything I, shy of, of them note- fucking in the kitchen does not make sense here. Yeah, a lot of my notes here are fuck, fuck. Yeah, but they they end up settling for a hug when they have their sort of makeup moment when they realize what's truly important is the love they share for each other. And she goes to hug that hug him, and she goes, "What is that in your pocket? Like, what are they going for here?" But. <laughs> No, it's the jewels that he stole. Right. And she is livid about him stealing the jewels, which four hours ago, it was her idea to steal. Again, just (laughs) throwing out there. Like, look, I'm not saying the your wife changed her mind and she's mad at you now thing is unrealistic. (laughs) I'm just saying, (laughs) okay, you said you want a Thai food. Here we are. I don't know why. It's fine. Uh, I like your sister's chicken parm whatever (laughs) so but now Doc overhears the two of them talking and realizes that even after all of this Ted still stole the necklace so he gives up on him and unlocks the door and apologizes for kidnapping him and says you know has this whole like I know I thought I was doing the right thing but it occurs to me now that kidnapping you for Jesus is probably <laughs> against the law. Yeah, this is the best way. Like this is they start ruining stuff as I'm typing it here. I like I started writing like I guess kidnapping is okay and he's like in the Bible I learned that you shouldn't kidnap people. I was like all right fuck all right. You shouldn't have to for- I shouldn't have to force these ideas on you. It's a personal oh, choice. Fuck. I was that was what I was going to say. Yeah, and he, he has this stupid guilt trip moment where he goes I just wish you could know the joy I feel. The light in my heart knowing I will see her again. And we're supposed to be like oh he loves his wife but like I just wish you could know how confident I am that I can fuck away your Lyme disease. Like I wish right. you <laughs> felt the joy that I felt at 
knowing that every morning I wake up and I come out, you know, Zyklon B. The fuck is it? <laughs> it's a childish thing to hope. And it's do- and it doesn't validate it because it's sweet. Well, right. right? I, again, like it, this may be better than most of the Christian movies that we watch as, as far as Christian comedies. It's way better. But it doesn't change the fact that all you have to do to make everything in this like obviously disgusting to the Christians is make the Christian guy Muslim. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, if you switch this movie around and it's a Muslim guy kidnapping all of these people and trying to force <laughs> Muhammad down their throat, all of a sudden this is a this is a Christian horror movie. Yeah. This house gets blown up by a drone if that's the yeah, case. Yeah, well, right. Yeah, there's that too. So yeah, so he tells them to go and and but they don't even want to. They want to hang out and play more hellbound with them now, but they go, but not for long. Because just as they leave, this movie runs out of plot and decides to introduce an actual <laughs> robber with a gun. With a gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this grown man in a in a letter jacket with his name on it. <laughs> with his name on it. Yeah. Shows up uh because he overheard them talking earlier in the movie. And now here's here it was his caper. He was gonna wait for them to steal the jewels, wait outside while they were in there stealing him, and then rob them when they got out. So he's been hanging out in front of that house now for three days, <laughs> waiting for them to come out. <laughs> So don't open that garbage can. It is filled with shit. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> filled with shit. Ask him not to DNA test that. <laughs> and a dead raccoon who didn't listen to me. <laughs> so, yeah, and it turns out that the armed robber and Moochie are friends from high school. They even have their own patty cake that they do together. Yeah, a patty cake which gives Moochie the gun temporarily, and then Moochie gives him his gun back, and they're like, ah, Moochie! (laughs) You giving back armed robbers their gun. (laughs) Yeah. So, right. That person thing to do. (laughs) So right then, Doc comes down, he attacks the guy, because, you know, he's Karate Man, and the gun goes off, and Ted gets shot. (laughs) Yeah. And one of his uh, dying phrases is, I'm sorry I voted for Obama. He's a Kenyan Muslim, and I know that now. It's like, what? <laughs> you need to throw in one of your stupid little yeah. political things here? Yeah, exactly. So he has this whole, like, I'm sorry I didn't spend more time in church. I love you, my wife. I love my children. Tell my children I love them. Um, and then he realizes that it was only a flesh wound, um, and he's not going to die. Believe in stand your ground laws, nay, but yes, I see the irony. Oh, I'm fine. Oh, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> so now the, the this motley crew is going to have to take on the burglar together because the burglar they've got his gun but he still escaped into elsewhere in the house yeah which again this movie has such a weird turn because it's like comedy like robber we went to high school together and it's like we must end him before he ends it turns into fucking panic room just expected <laughs> jody foster to jump out with a coat hanger just, ah ah my eye <laughs> I often expect that of movies. Um, but yeah, but we're also supposed to learn that at this moment, Ted like comes into his own and goes all person with a penis and takes charge or whatever. Now that the situation calls for it. So they go to the kitchen to get a knife so that they'll be armed as well. But they discover that the burglar has the knife now. The one knife in the kitchen. The one knife gone. that they have. And so Ted goes and gets the nunchucks. 
<laughs> when, and I just want to say, if Moochie had turned out to be amazing at the nunchucks and saved everyone, I might, I might have really loved this movie. Like <laughs> well, at the end, they, he's just, <laughs> but he doesn't. Spoilers. But they, I mean, they set up this entire movie of like the nunchucks being a thing, and now he goes to get the, and then nunchucks will never play into this movie again. Like he goes to get them, but that's it. You could call them Chekhov's nunchucks. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, no, because they never fire. But yeah, Chukovs. <laughs> so <laughs> is a pun I made just now. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, exactly. So okay, so Josie and Moochie go to the security room so that they can figure out where the burglar is and radio to the other guys. Not call the police, but radio to the other guys where they are so they can go subdue the now armed with a knife robber. Right, so they can play fucking manhunt in this house. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. That's the only purpose. So, yeah, so, but she's radioing to them because, yeah, they've got radios in the house. You know how you do. And while they're, like, off looking for him, this is where Doc has to, like, point out, hey, Ted, you notice when you were going to die, you didn't say nothing about your 401k or about your power. You were, were worried about your family. It's almost like there's a lesson in this that we can all learn. Yeah, make America great again. I know, I know. I, was, yeah, I get it. I said I was dying, the Obama that's what I said. thing. Yeah. So, yeah, and and... But they lose radio contact, and now the burglar is coming towards them. Meanwhile, Muji is being real funny with the gun, moving his hair out of his face with it like you Again, wouldn't because it's a gun. <laughs> that was funny. The tone shifts in this movie are just like, dump, 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 I don't know how to feel fucking movie. Wait. Was the time machine at the end of Back to the Future happening for a second? Yeah, there? no, that was that was part of this movie. Yeah, oh, exactly. I don't 1.21 gigawatts. <laughs> so, hey, yeah, giga. Also, <laughs> we're saving it for episode one. Oh, one. <laughs> also, okay, so in this in this final bit of this movie, the gun changes hands like eleven times, right? Like, like they they take the gun from the robber, and then Ted's got the gun. He gives it to the girl. She gives it to Mushi. Mushi gives it back to her. It's just like you know, like don't. There's no just. Give one person the goddamn gun, folks. They're all just pressing the disarm button in perfect dark and it keeps switching and appearing in different hands. <laughs> so yeah, now she goes downstairs to save them with the gun, but the kid but the burglar kidnaps her at knife point while she's got a gun. And so he's winning now, I guess. Anyway. So the burglar takes them all upstairs to the security room to kill him, which is, of course, where Moochie is hiding. So he goes into the secret room that's in the secret room. and But before the burglar can kill them, Ted has to have a whose life is shittier contest with the burglar. Yeah, he has a whose life is shittier contest. And he almost wins, but then uh, he killed Mr. Mitski, so... Well, and but like it's so clearly like because because the way they're trying to play this up is he's like, you know, he says to the burglar, he's like, you know, you may think you need the money this bad, but you really don't. And the guy's like, I'm homeless and like live in my car and can't afford medicine or anything. And he's like, yeah, but but I had to give up my jet skis. And the movie is not <laughs> yeah. like like that could be really fucking funny if the movie seemed cognizant of the fact that, no, obviously this robber guy really does need the money. You didn't have to build that into the story. Yep. You didn't have to build... You didn't need to build the neediness of the likable robber into the story. <laughs> no, no. Before you attack him with knives. Yeah, exactly. 
So, yeah, so just as he's, like, you know, deciding to go ahead and kill him, Moochie jumps out to save the day. Now, there are a lot of ways this could be done well, right? Like like you said, if he'd come out and actually just been killer with the nunchucks and disarm the guy and, and whatever, that would have been fucking hilarious. But even if, like, you know, his sandwich was about to get knocked on the floor and he dove for it and knocked the uh, guy's feet out from under him, that would have been fine, too. But no, he just comes out, bumps the guy with the shelf that was where the secret room was, dives for his sandwich for no fucking reason. To catch it, it was going to fall, well, like I, you but said. The, but it didn't have, but it's not, it, it didn't, it wasn't involved in the subduing <laughs> and, of the bad guy. If, and if you, you don't quite think, catch the sandwich on camera, they had to cut because he clearly didn't get it. Well, he's top. not a fucking Vine star. <laughs> he can't just go catching shit willy nilly. If you think Heath won't save a sandwich rather than you and Lucinda, you need a different living arrangement. <laughs> I never Just said I thought that. Sitting next to you while you bleed out. So how <laughs> how does editing work? <laughs> I feel like I should know. So, but now the good, the bad guy has the gun again and he tries to shoot it at him, but it doesn't have any bullets in it because Moochie takes things out of things when he's nervous. Remember, it all came full circle. And the wife knocks the bad guy out with a little leaden baby Jesus. Because apparently the old man has a baby Jesus that's like heavy enough to be lethal, despite being the size of a Cadbury egg. And Moochie turns to the camera like it's the end of a sitcom and goes, Jesus saves. (laughs) I didn't say all the humor hit. I said occasionally (laughs) the humor hit. Yeah. So, okay, so now we cut to the the cops coming to arrest the real burglar who's going to get punished. And they have this weird moment where, like, it's supposed to be like the cop has the chance to turn him in but doesn't. Or the the doctor, rather, has a chance to turn him in but doesn't. But there's nothing, there's no reason for it. So the the, uh, cop is just like, well, how would all these folks get into your house? Yep. What was the thought process from the cop? Like, hey, did these three people try to rob you first and then get saved? And then this other guy tried to rob you? Is that what? It, and he's like, no, they were just here. Have you been watching the regular the movie? way? Maybe just regular. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> the cops been watching here. dailies. Yeah, apparently, <laughs> yeah. So he invites him to come back sometime. Ted gives back the necklace he stole because Ted has integrity after all. And as they're leaving, Doc says, "Hey, Ted, I might have a job for you." And then he runs off to Jesus at at the uh, burglar guy before he can get thrown in the cop car. Job creator. Lower taxes on rich people. (laughs) (laughs) So so now we cut to one year later. Their son is a bona fide lawyer now. Should have no trouble getting a job in the present uh, market for lawyers. The country needs more lawyers. That's right. That's what we need. Um, And dad has a job running the horse camp that the guy was going to start from the beginning of the movie if you were paying attention. (laughs) And they have ponies. I love ponies. Ponies are the pugs of horses. They're just so obviously sick and badly bridges like, oh God, what the fuck happened? What monster created us? Don't touch me. (laughs) Every pony looks upset. And as well, they should be because they look at horses and they're like, Oh, Jesus, what the fuck happened to me? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so we're going to, I didn't realize we were going to close on pony hate, but yeah. 
Um, oh, I don't. Yeah. I do not hate. I have a pug, and I love ponies. Look, animals are ours to play with. Give, who gives a fuck? So yeah, it's just I just enjoy when you see a pony, and the pony's like the end of Alien Resurrection. You're like, kill me, and you're like, no pony. I'm gonna put children that are still too heavy to be on your back on your back. And you will hate every second of it. I have bad knees because I'm an unnatural abomination. You sure are, Tony. As opposed to horses? Yeah. Why did it have to be a Christian horse camp, by the way? Right? What does that have to like? Secular horse camps are bullshit. We're going to fix this. I mean, they make this Christian camp. There are no Jews who ride horses, so we're safe. Also, (laughs) what? How could they miss having Victoria Jackson out there mucking out stables now that she doesn't have a sense of smell? Ooh, good <laughs> How ad. did they miss that? Good ad. Also, really wanted Ted to like throw a horse into a freeway and get fired from the horse camp <laughs> somehow. The more things change. Or for like Moochie to drop his nunchucks and shoot a horse when it hits the ground somehow. <laughs> Something tragic should have happened at the end. Yeah, no, it would have been better with a tragedy. Um, and then we get a little uh, cameo from the fat redheaded kid again. Mm-hmm. Comes into, you know, like try to get him some pussy or something. And all of them are Christian. They even have this line where one guy turns, or the, the son turns to Moochie and goes, Moochie, you're a Christian now? And he's like, what? It's not like I became a vegetarian. Triggering. So, <laughs> you know. We can all hate them, can't we? <laughs> no. Look, I recognize this is just one movie and it was still pretty damn bad, but but I get to the end of it and I feel like this could represent a trend. So just to make sure that we're all brushed up on plan B, what kind of movies you guys want to do if uh, Christian wants to start getting good? Fast and the Furious movies. <laughs> That's eight episodes. Yeah, already. I couldn't go for very long on that one. I thought the race thing was a good idea. <laughs> yes. Eli, I thought that was excellent. See, you know what? After that joke came up, I was like, you know what? I, maybe I should leave out that bit at the end. I should just go ahead and skip straight. Okay. And to close off things tonight, I simply ask you this. What is the least pleasant thing you could do with the actor that played Moochie that would still be more pleasant than watching this movie? Okay, it's tricky because the movie was like kind of good and he seemed like a delightful person. So <laughs> eat sandwiches he makes me while watching this movie okay that uh, no yeah no that makes sense I got least you. pleasant thing i could do with the actor that played moochie that would be more pleasant than watching this movie uh a podcast reviewing christian movies <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah the, the whole fucking thing backfired the whole goddamn <laughs> template of the show backfired well i guess that's gonna do it for our review of heaven bound but that's not gonna do it for the episode just yet because we still need to provide verbal confirmation we're still doing this so eli tell us what's on deck the prophecy with christopher walken yeah five movie series is walken in all of them i no, Uh, no he's in in the first two i think yeah something like that maybe two fantastic okay so with the caveat that i haven't watched this movie since like college or whatever i remembered it being pretty good in terms of just like cheesy action movie so I feel like from, people are going to start thinking we're just getting lazy, right? We did a Schwarzenegger movie. We did a kind of funny comedy. Now we're doing a pretty good angel action movie. So like we we, we need to make sure everybody understands that we're also going to do the direct to DVD sequels here. We're not just doing the prophecy. Yeah. And I mean, and let's be honest here. Any Christopher Walken movie you are enjoying it ironically. No one's ever like, oh, Christopher Walken, I'm so moved. Pulp Fiction? Amazing. It's yeah. not in that movie. 
Deer Hunter? He isn't. It's Deer not Hunter. in that movie yeah, either. Yeah, exactly. Fun fact. He's Pool Hall Junkies? That's phenomenal. Robert De Niro in Deer Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> and that's with Jackie Gleason in Pool Hall Junkies. <laughs> and Paul Newman. And it's not called Pool Hall Junkies. It's called something else. <laughs> Sting. It's called The Sting. Oh. That's the hustler. There's a movie nerd right now who just slit his own throat in his car. <laughs> So with that to look forward to, we're going to bring episode 91 to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful and thereby earn early access to every episode. You can also help us a ton by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist and The Skeptic Crowd, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. And tomorrow, be sure to check out our sister show's hot friend's cousin from out of town, Citation Needed, which is debuting Woo! on the 17th. Download it. You have to download it. You can't just be like, oh, that sounds fun. You got to download it. Do it. Yeah, exactly. Do it. Exactly. Tell your mom. <laughs> She'll download it. Everybody needs yeah, no, to download it. Yeah, no, your mom it. will like this one. I'm pretty sure your mom will like this one. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, of course, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law offices of P. Andrew Torres. Our theme song was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars. All of the music was written and performed by our audio engineer, Morgan Clark, and all of that music was used with permission. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Unright and Eli Boston, come no illusions. Promise to work hard to earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with the Breakfast Club close. The guy from the elevator is working on a reality show called 18 Puppies and Counting. <laughs> the evangelist guy realized he was better off sticking with Vine. <laughs> Moochie lost some of the weight, shaved his head, and started a podcast. <laughs> and that's sex with my friends. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2017. All rights reserved.